With UPS, future you gets seriously pumped. As a package handler, you'll have a great job this season. Make up to $20 per hour after bonuses for a 25-hour work week. Future you goes further than you imagine. Find out what you'll become at upsjobs.com. Views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! If you didn't know the bad boys of radio Each and every sport, back and forth, they discussing Our combos on point, while others stay struggling If you don't know, better find out Main event, here to prove a point Number one, best believe that Don't turn the dial from the main event Don't turn the dial from the main event Don't turn the dial from the main event From the main event, cause all other shows are irrelevant. And welcome in, wake up 502. It's going down, main event sports show, Derby City Game Day 939 Deville is going down once again. This is Rashawn Myers joined in studio as always by my fellas, Mr. William Wright, the genius. That's what his t-shirt says this morning. The architect Haven Harrington, also known as H to the Izzo in the building. I call him double H. And the real Imperial Rail, Reverend Rail himself, is in the building as well. And, good, uh, and no, we're not running late. We're on a, a scheduled tape delay, like the Grammys. <laughs> exactly. And of course, the magic man behind the glass taking care of us, Mitch, is in the building this morning rocking the Cardinal uh, cap as he always does, the baseball cap. I love it. But man, we got so much to get into, fellas, this morning. Uh, you know, everybody, um, the, the, the one thing about being in this city is that this time of year, college basketball is hot and heavy. You now have uh, NFL into its last two weeks of the uh, regular season with the Pro Bowl coming up after both the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers make their way to the Super Bowl coming up a week from Sunday. Um, so, you know, college basketball is kind of on the stage by itself right now, other than Zion Watch, which is... <laughs> Uh, only thing ESPN wants to talk about uh, anything that Zion does right now is it popping up across the screen but it's all about college basketball right now all and, about it you know and in this city uh, University of Louisville um, is first and foremost I don't care what any Kentucky fan will try to tell you about what's going on in Louisville um, but we have that to get into. Uh, University of Louisville, of course, came out uh, last week on game day, had an outstanding and resounding victory over the Duke Blue Devils, uh, came back this week uh, to play a game uh, midweek versus um, uh, uh, Georgia Tech. Thank you, uh, Haven. Uh, for the, for the fighting, Jose Alvarado's, uh, and, you know, wasn't the greatest uh, game, but the Cardinals found a way to get it done, and of course that caused a lot of ang angst and consternation within Card Nation. So we're going to get into that and talk about what they need to do versus Clemson. We literally had a text waiting for us before the show even began on the text line. I love it. Hey, what up, main event? Hey, tell my man that I called it. Hey, Louisville shuts down Duke. Big hey, man. I have to. I have to give a big congratulations to the. 
to the right, was he talking condo. about you? I'm sorry. I didn't know he was talking <laughs> He was talking to me. Oh, and my it's, bad. And it's okay. Yeah, you called it. But guess what? Hey, man, that was a good win. They played, they played solid defense. They did well on the offensive end, and they got the victory. Congratulations to Cardination on that one. But they still got to tighten up on the defensive end. He's going to throw a butt in there. Hey, he's going to. One of, if not the biggest win of the college basketball season so far. I mean, going into uh, Cameron Indoor and putting a beat down on Duke like that doesn't have much. And that, and that was from, I think it was, it's worth mentioning, that was from our 859 friend. There we go. Yeah, yeah, that was from our 859 friend that checks in with us from time to time. Absolutely. Shout out to Lexington, Kentucky, and the, the Cardinal fans that, that live outside of Hold Louisville. Hold it down in Lex, absolutely. Yes, indeed. In, in, in Stay the quiet out Blue there, Nation. fellas. <laughs> but, of course, we're going to get into that. And, of course, we will chat a little bit about uh, the upcoming Super Bowl and what the fellas thought about the, the championship games. Um, and, and if anyone really cares about the Pro Bowl at all, our man Lamar Jackson got raked over the coals because he didn't look great in the skills competition. I don't really know what that means, but anything Lamar does, um, because he is kind of the up-and-coming star, is, is news for some reason. So we're going to talk coming. about that. Up and coming stars. They up had to set up stars. a pop up shop just to provide jerseys for people who wanted them. There was an awesome event that happened at the game on Wednesday at the University of Louisville versus Georgia Tech. Game. And that was at an away game, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that right. Was exa- yeah. Exactly. Um, a young lady won a Lamar Jackson prize pack. Um, She she, she won a prize pack that included a Lamar Jackson jersey, a ton of Ravens gear, and also tickets to the Super Bowl. So this this young lady was touched by it, to to say the least. It was was an awesome event. And you know what? It's funny in correlation to what was going on in the game at that point. Um, I believe Georgia Tech had taken their biggest lead of the game of around 11 points. It was about around an 11-point game that Georgia Tech was up on Louisville uh, in that second half. Um, but then, of course, uh, the, the camera pans to the young lady. She's uh, you know so excited and happy and emotional. And then from that point on, that was actually when Louisville made their comeback and, t- and turned an 11-point deficit into an 11-point lead. Um, Wait, this happened at the Duke game? No, this was at the Louisville-Georgia Tech game. This at was the Georgia Wednesday. Tech game? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking it was at like, you know, one of the uh, – uh, football, the NFL no, games. No, that's what, that's, this was at the basketball oh, game okay, where the young okay, lady okay. won it. But that's when Louisville made their comeback. Um, you know, After the fact. Oh, you saying that was the motivation. Yeah, it, was, it, it was interesting because everybody was kind of ticked off and pissed off at the at the moment because Louisville was losing. It's like, how do you come off you know, this huge victory over Louisville, or excuse me, over Duke? You're at Cameron Indoor. Then you come back home, and you're not – putting away this Georgia Tech team that was 8-11 and 11 coming into the game. So, of course, everybody um, had issues with it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What we got here? Whoa, what's, you what's just that? got outed, Rocky. What's, 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 what's happening? What, what, we got another text on the text line. Code is showing the radio. I got to take some cool points away from Myers for picking cards to lose versus Duke. You chose Duke, too? I did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I thought it, I thought it would be close, but I didn't think that Louisville would be able to get it done. Biggest reason why is because Duke coming into that game losing on the road at Clemson. Um, I thought that they Duke. I believe coming back home from Cameron Indoor in the last twenty games uh, where they were coming off a loss, they were like twenty two and zero something, something ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that worried me a lot. 
going into Cameron Indoor. Hey, Card Nation, we got some phonies up in this piece, oh, yeah. man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I told y'all off top. The only time I cheer against U of L. Oh, I didn't cheer against them. I just didn't think they were going to win. Is the game. when they're playing my Hilltoppers. Anytime other than that, I call for Louisville to win. But you even know, if I, I mean, don't think they can. I, and you should choose them when they play in the Hilltoppers. Hey, for sure. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but you know what? I, I had. I was not expecting J- David Johnson to go for 19 points, seven assists, four rebounds, a couple steals like that. Young man was. He was half man, half he amazing. He had an amazing game. He hey, was hey, amazing. Hey, hey, Card Nation, not me. <laughs> I got you back. I'm hey, here. Hey, you know what? And that, you know, David Johnson's play um, on Saturday night was a cause for excitement, and, and I thought he backed it up James pretty Brown. well um, with uh, what happened on Wednesday night versus George Tech. Though he was in foul trouble pretty much the whole game. He only ended up playing around 12, 14 minutes. Double um, H, who did you pick versus uh, George Tech? Who was your pick in the Duke your Louisville game? I had Duke. Hey, Duke. I had Duke by one. Uh, what, uh, hey, man, I feel like the end of a Scooby-Doo episode when they pull the mask <laughs> off of the, Yo, what is going on? <laughs> Everybody, I picked Louisville, as I should have. There you go. Good job. We're proud of you. Absolutely. Merry no, Christmas. I I thought the, 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 uh, the, the extenuating circumstances behind the game, I thought Duke would get it done. But you know what? I, I give Louisville all the credit, man. They've, they found a way to win, and that's why I don't understand. People got so upset because they didn't come off that Georgia Tech game. Looking better after going looking on the like road the team that just Duke. beat Duke, right? <laughs> right. And, and, and I get, I get it's, it. it's one of those things where Louisville, um, you know, when they went on the road at Pittsburgh, when they went on the road and won um, at Notre Dame, uh, they've found ways to win, and, and they are learning to grind and to, and to really fight to get these victories. That's something that we didn't see from this team last year. So, the thing that we noticed, and this is around college basketball, period. Ranked teams are losing to ranked teams, almost uh, unranked teams, almost every week. Right. Where everybody's you have, losing. Everybody's losing games. And this Louisville team is finding ways to win games. So, to me, I think that should be something to get excited about. That You know what? While everybody else from, I don't care if it's Kentucky, I don't care if it's Duke, Michigan State, uh, you know, losing by 50 to Minnesota or something ridiculous. Michigan State lost again on Thursday night to Indiana, um, an unranked Indiana Michigan's team. Michigan's completely disappeared. Michigan's disappeared. Uh, uh, Ohio State is 2-6 and six in the Big Ten after what people thought was going to be ultimately the number one team in the country. So, you know, all these teams are losing games, and Louisville's finding a way to win, and our fans are getting upset because they don't think Louisville is winning good enough or pretty enough. And, and to me, that that just seems to be a bit uh, ridiculous. You know, I, I just don't understand why that, you know, I, I don't understand the mentality and mindset behind that. At the end of the day. You know what, it, you know what the problem is? What's that? Okay, now this is going to be a bad reference, so just bear with me. I'm, I'm, oh, God. Oh, God. Right now, this is like we got the prettiest girl. With the Omega moves. And that's the cost basketball season. For those who don't remember. Hey, HR, I had nothing to do with that statement. Revenge the Nerds, the Omega moves. Oh, Omega move. Oh. Omega moves from Revenge oh, the Omega move, yeah. <laughs> wow. We got the prettiest girl in the Omega moves. And, and that's what and that's everybody's problem. College basketball. Lambda, has Lambda, Lambda. Into the and Omega moves. Omega moves. We just moves. have to have the prettiest girl there. <laughs> You're really old. Did you man. know that? Hey, man, look, Revenge of the Nerds is a classic. That is. Yes. It is. That's a classic. I actually use that as a line in a song. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, but it, it's just interesting to me because, you know what, I, I, I asked the question, yes, you may, not be, you may not be happy because Louisville is in these close games, 
but at least they're winning. Would you rather be losing to, I don't know, Evansville, Stephen F. Austin? Would you rather lose that game to Georgia Tech? You know, would you rather lose that game no, to Pittsburgh? No, don't lose no winnable games. I Stop mean, it. They, they won the games, fellas. Yeah, they won it. But I'm just you saying, know? we got to get out of that attitude where it's okay to lose a winnable game. It's never okay to lose and, and, a winnable game. Thankfully, I mean, Louisville, when you look at them, their three losses this year are all teams ranked in the top 20. Right well, now. that's cool. That's, that's a, mean, that's a record that you would want to have. Texas Tech. Kentucky um, and uh, and uh, who and Florida State, the, yeah, th- those are the three losses. Those are the kind of losses that you that's can okay. respect. Exactly. Absolutely. So I mean, at, at the end of the day, um, Louisville sitting right now uh, alone in first place in the ACC. Uh, they've gotten off to a great start. I'm very excited about um, you know wh- where they go next. That there are some guys that I have some issues with. Um, that, you know that that kind of got picked on this week. That I've you know listened to sports radio. I listen to 93.9 all the time uh, just to get the pulse of the city and what people are thinking. Um, you know to get ready for the game on Saturday. Um, and, and you know I, I think that the one guy that I'm going to talk about, and I know we'll chat about it more once we get back from the break, is Jordan Wara. And, and I kind of got on Twitter last night and said I was going to get into this. Jordan Wara is getting exposed right now, fellas. Really? Jo- that, that, that was your guy. Absolutely. Jordan Wara is getting exposed. And, and, you know, the ACC is a copycat league just like every other Power Five uh, conference out there. You know, the, everybody studies the film. Book is out. And, and the book on Jordan Wara is play fiscal with him. Okay, if you get up into him, get into his legs, get into his hips, bump him, he does not like that. He does not like contact. He wants to just, you know, back up and shoot pretty little fadeaways and shoot these pull-up threes well, the and be is, able to catch and shoot. But the biggest problem, like, that's his only game. He doesn't have, like, another move. Yes. And, that, yes. and that's the problem. Like, a guy with his size, you would think, can back somebody down. Six foot eight. Could back somebody down into the post. And do like a little move and score. But he, he has can't. no low post game. None. And, and I think that that was, well, that, that was front and center in the game on Wednesday night where they used Jose Alvarado, little bitty, little bitty six foot Jose Alvarado, put him on Jordan Warrior, and Jordan Warrior could not score with Alvarado on him. And, you know, they attempted Chris Mack, and those guys did attempt to put Jordan into the post when Alvarado was guarding him. And every time Jordan went there, he either missed the shot or got the ball taken from him. And, and you know, one of the biggest things that coaches always tell you is never show the ball to the defensive player. Jordan Wara had issues with that all night, and that's going to be the next step for him. Get in there. Mike Peaks is one of the best big man coaches in the country, and he's on that sideline for University of Louisville. He needs to get in there, work on that low post game, and start using that size to his advantage. Hey, check this out, fellas. I hear the music coming, so we're going to go ahead hit up the first break of the evening. You are once again listening to Derby City Game Day, 93.9 DeVille, main event sports taking care of you, and hey, we'll be right back. Back on the big pun, I'm loving it. Mr. William Wright always coming with the very strong. Thank you, thank you. Rejoin music, absolutely. Once again, Derby City Game Day is going down. 93.9 Neville, Rashawn, Rail, Will, Have, uh, and of course, is my name Double Mitch. H? I call him Double H. <laughs> H to the Izzo, Harrington Junior Junior. <laughs> Haven, Haven Harrison. Haven's preoccupied. He, he What's is. going on with you, Haven? He, but you I'm know what? Working. That's what tell, tell, tell us some good news. But I tell you what, Archie though, he's always putting things in motion. Haven, you're very fashionable. You have on your your, your main event sports pullover, your hoodie. You got it going on. Oh, uh, just wait. 
Rail Rail is rocking the main event gear as well. And you too can be not. Exactly. No, no, no. Really. Tell them about it, fellas. Go to main event sports101.com in the upper right hand corner. Just hit shop. And you can get all sorts of gear. Matter of fact, we got gear for your cell phones, got cell phone covers, bags, backpacks, hats, hoodies. Exactly. For so his and hers. Support and the main event kid. nation. And toddlers. toddlers. But wait. Order now and pay you know, no shipping in hand. <laughs> no, seriously, you gotta pay shipping in hand. Sorry. <laughs> Just joking. No, but hey, you know what? Uh, the main event nation, you know, represent. Where where are the colors? Where that black and white, man? Yes, we're proud. Indeed, man. I'm Yo. saying it's going down. Big things happening. Twenty twenty, man. You know what? You go on the website. I mean, you got all sorts of colors: black, white, pink, hey, red, yellow. We got we got gear just specifically for the females. We got all of our available logos on there. The main event signal gear, a main event signal logo. We got the crosshairs logo. Uh, we got yo, it's popping right now. Backpacks? Did you say backpacks? Backpacks. Yo, we got main event sports logo backpacks. Yo, it's hitting right now. It's hitting right now. But look, in addition to that. You need to go check out our guys out at Chef's Cut Pizzeria and our guy, That's Mr. Right. Chef John. Listen, you go in there, you mention main event sports. You all know how we feel about Chef's Cut Pizza. In my opinion, it is the second best pizza in the entire country to, uh, next to my In my, the world. Yeah. But in Louisville, Kentucky, or in the state of Kentucky, it's the best pizza hands down. Uh, you go in there, you mention that you heard about it on main event sports, and you get a 15% discount. That's huge. Yes, indeed. 9901C LaGrange Road, Chef's Cut Pizzeria. That's right. Some of the best pizza that you will ever taste. The wings are amazing. The salads are amazing. Go hit them up on Groupon. That's a good way to give it a try if you just want to you know, kind of try it out. For $23, you get a pizza, wings, a salad, and two drinks for 20, 23 or $26, depending on hey, if there's a deal going on. That is an excellent deal. Yes, hey, and big shout out to Chef John. <laughs> he was a part. Um, of the big fight on yes, Saturday indeed. night. Of course, our man Carlos Dixon was in a couple of weeks ago to come in and talk about the big fight down there at Memorial Auditorium. Um, and Carlos, of course, came out with the big win. With the victory. Whoa, and what? Let me tell you about that fight. Amazing fight. For a guy who just said his opponent, there's supposed to be a title fight, didn't make weight, came in 10 yes. pounds heavier, which puts him like in two other weight classes. Yeah. So. <laughs> The championship fight couldn't go on. So the last second, with nine hours to go, they found this guy in Texas to come up here and fight Carlos yes. Dixon. Originally from Mexico City. Mexico City, and, Mexico. And anybody who knows boxing knows that Mexico pound for pound. bring it. Mexican fighters always bring it. They're always tough. <coughs> it is very de- – they're going to always give you fight. And that young man went out there against Carlos on Saturday night and put on a heck of a show. Those guys went – to war for eight, eight rounds. rounds. Wow. It was one of the best fights that I've seen in the 502 ever. And, of course, Main Event Sports has been uh, – we, we've been covering boxing for, for what, more than 12 years? Rashawn. 12 years? That, Tell yeah, the that's how we got to start. What's Carlos that? went out there and put paws on that boy for eight rounds. Hey, it, it was he a – handled him. It for was him a, to be a last-minute replacement – and him not to train for that particular fighter yeah. and to go out there for eight rounds and put paws on that boy the way he did, that showed greatness. It was amazing. It, it was an amazing fight. I mean, th- there were shots. Carlos had to take some shots, too. And he, he proved he had a chin. I mean, those guys were in there. If you remember uh, Mickey Ward and, and, uh, uh, oh, uh, and Arturo Gotti, those fights, how those guys were in there in a phone booth just throwing. 
Like, that's what you saw on a Saturday night. And you know what? The crowd was amazing. Chef John had the food upstairs in the VIP. So shout out to him for those wings. He brought my, my, my jerk uh, Jamaican dry rub wings in. Awesome. So those were amazing. So it was an amazing night of boxing. Yeah, y'all don't uh, get Congratulations it. to Carlos. Uh, we're hoping to have him come out uh, to our live show. Um, so, so that should be coming up as well. Stay tuned to the main event sports show on Derby City Game Day. And we'll have information on that they as well. They make their own garlic butter. Hey. You got to ask for it. That's but ridiculous. they make Hand their made. own garlic butter. It is something else. And, and p- people that don't know, Chef John does do catering. So oh, yeah. If, oh, if, my gosh. If, it's and an it's not way. just pizza. I mean, this, you know, no, this no, no. man he's a, is he's an executive chef. Yes. So uh, he can do that as well. So, so let Chef John know that uh, we're throwing a little bit of uh, catering biz his way as well. Just get out there to 9901 uh, LaGrange Road. Check the man out. But uh, congratulations, Carlos. Um, a successful night. Um, I think the city is really starting to come out and turn out. It was a great and energetic crowd um, on Saturday night. Uh, some great fights. Uh, got to take my son out there for the first time to watch Carlos do his thing live. Um, and uh, he did not disappoint. He so did not. Awesome. But now, you know what? Back to your conversation yes. about – our good friend, the greatest basketball player, as, as you said at the beginning of the season, Yo, possibly <laughs> the best basketball player in college basketball. Rock, yes. Rock was on this man's strap so hard. <laughs> now he's abandoning him. Why? Why are you abandoning shit? Hey, uh, first of all, I just want to let y'all know, 8150-939 is the call in. If you have thoughts in regards to anything that we're talking about this morning or if you want to give us a text in, 502-3831-939 is the text line as well. Um, but you know what? I, I am calling out Jordan War a little Why? bit because Jordan Warren is a, a slump. He, he's an elite player, uh, and I don't think it's a slump. I think that teams have found a way in which to mitigate how dominant he is on the court, and he, we have seen him struggle over the last several games. But you know what? I give Jordan credit because Chris Mack said, you know what, when Jordan is struggling, I don't want him hanging his head. We saw in the Kentucky game where he didn't play well, he did not shoot well, and he, and he didn't do anything. Out. Yes, and he has not done that lately. He's going out there, he's rebounding, he's playing put tough defense, he's continued to give effort. So I give him credit for that, but at the end of the day, Louisville needs their 20-point per game score. Okay, that, let's not get it twisted. Louisville's not going to win a championship if Jordan War is playing average. It's not going to happen. So what what Jordan needs to do is find a way to score the basketball. And the best way to do that, diversify your portfolio, brother. You need to get in there. You need to put that extra Charles work Swab in. Says. I'm telling you, get on that block. Start working on that left hand. Start working on that right hand. Use your size. If they're going to use smaller guys against you to get up into your hips and into your waist, then you got to be able to punish those guys on the block. He started to do some of that, but he got exposed. He turned the ball over three times on the post up. That but, cannot you know, happen. I'm going to say this. We know with all your wrangling and angst about our good friend Warrior, I, I, I'm going to say this in his defense. Okay. And it's something you mentioned earlier. Yes. You know, he's not sulking. You know, yes, his shot's not falling. Yes. Yes, they shut down his offensive game. But he's picked up in other areas. Yes. He's picked up defensively. He's picked up his rebounding. Yes. And he's picked up on assists. So, so even though they may have cut him out offensively from scoring, he's facilitating the offense in so much better ways, which, they, which is opening up for other Cardinal players to take a part of offense and get busy, i.e., I give you DJ, Mr. Johnson. Yeah, and, and you know what, David Johnson, man, let's go ahead and hit this phone line because we're going to get into the David Johnson conversation next. But I know we got a caller coming in on line one. Who we got? Uh, caller line one, uh, what's your name and what's your comment? Uh, Jason, uh, so here's my, now I, I, I like Jordan a lot, but 
I started saying at the beginning of the year, and you know, when he was playing great, and everybody kind of like looked at me goofy. Uh, I think he's one. He's not as aggressive as what he needs to be. He doesn't have an edge to him. Yes, is what I, is what it doesn't look like. But it also looks like he's lazy. Not not like in the lazy like I'm lazy way, but lazy for an elite basketball player. He looks yes. a little bit heavy, right? Like he doesn't look he doesn't look as lean as he maybe should be. And that's another translation into the kind of work that he puts in. Like how is he willing to better himself when people have taken something away that he is comfortable doing? What kind of work do you put in to grow? And that has to deal with laziness and you look at him physically and you kinda of go, Okay, well I kinda of get why he's not putting in the work now. He's content with what he is and how he's gonna play and if he's not gonna be successful that way, he may not really wanna be successful another way. It's a little disappointing because really wanted to see him just every game show that he's the best player in the country because he probably has it in him, but I don't think he's got the work ethic. I appreciate the call, Jason. And no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that um, Jordan Wara has an elite skill set. He's an elite catch and shoot guy. He's an elite deep shooting guy, and he's a guy who can step, hit that step back shot as good as anywhere anybody in the country. But the problem is, he doesn't do a couple of things that help him with that. He doesn't move without the ball, which is why I think a lot of people, like Jason said, talks about him being lazy. He does not do a good job of running around, being quick, being fast, making it difficult for him to guard. He basically stands on one side of the court and either he gets the ball or he doesn't get the ball. He doesn't do nearly enough screening away. I like the fact that they tried to put him in the mid post and do some things, getting him the ball in different places. But Jordan has to understand that his energy level has to be better. The more you move, it's kind of the same thing we talked about with Ryan McMahon. If you're going to play like a small guard, then you have to do the things that a small but guard shooter does. Especially if you're not going to if we're not going to pick and roll offense designed yes. to get you open. Yes. Then you're going to have to run off screens and just run around to try to free yourself up to get that open look. And, and you're right. That's one of the things that Jordan doesn't do well. And for an elite scorer, so to, he's not really a scorer, but for an elite step-back shooter yeah. as he is, the problem he's going to have is, as you mentioned before, he's, he's a one-trick pony. Yes. And now people have figured out that trick. And let me explain to you. When you go to the NBA – it's over. It's you, have, you have elite defensive players, and, and being basically a, uh, you know, having one tool in the bag is not going to work. So, that, I mean, Jordan has got to work on his hand, ball handling. He's got to work on his post-up game. If he does that, find ways to get to the free throw line. For a big guy, bigger guy, he doesn't get to the free throw line nearly enough. Um, so, I think those are where he can get better. Now, in transition, he's been great. He tries to go out there every time he gets a ball in transition, dunk the ball. Uh, I mean, he, he's doing a lot of good things. He just needs to diversify what he does. And as, as he does that, I think the rest of his offensive game will start to open up. But one guy who can help him with that, David Johnson. That young man from Louisville Trinity, the freshman, the guy who went on the road at Cameron Indoor and put on an absolute show, um, needs to be on the court. Chris Matt. I got a, a bone to pick with you. I'm not going to give you the YBD of the week. I'll leave that up to Will. I don't know who you got. I, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be the YBD. But, brother, I understand that you've had Fresh Kimball, you know, and, and Darius Perry starting. But if you cannot see, Stevie Wonder could see. That every game in which Louisville does not have David Johnson starting, either the first half or the second half, Louisville comes out of the gate struggling to score the ball. This team does not do a very good job of scoring the basketball when David Johnson's not in there. Now, yes, you can throw it down to Stephen Enoch, and he'll get a, a jump hook or two every once in a while. Usually that's the only points that Louisville scores in the first four or five minutes of the game. And then over the last several games, once David gets in there, 
the, the offense starts to go. He's a bigger guard. He's an excellent passer, and he puts pressure on the defense. You got to start him. No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay. No, no you don't. You see, I, I think what you may be missing here is the the psychology of the team. There okay. may be certain players that for them to be in, engaged throughout the entire game have to feel like they're the starter. Now, they may play the first three or four minutes. They come out the game. David Johnson comes in. But I, I think it's more psychological with some of the guys on the team that they have to feel like they are, they are the starter. Haven so Harrington. they can be engaged the whole game. Haven Harrington, let me tell you something. D- Darius Perry's a junior, and Fresh Kimball is a fifth-year senior. So regardless of who does not start in that situation, put your big boy pants on, well, well, sit your tail down on the bench, come off the bench, and do your job. That, 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 but it's like, I'm sorry, but that may not be their makeup. Oh, okay, but you and know, as a coach, you have to take that into, you know, you, you, have, you have to take that. I'm not here for that. And it, I can understand. I can. Be. I can understand see, if these are younger guys because you can mess with it. Even the older guys, you can still mess with the chemistry of the team by sitting the Darius or Fresh on the bench, and they just they zone out the rest of the game. Now you just cost yourself one of those tough wins just bragging about earlier. Hey, you know what, though? I look at it like this. That's and, why and you pay the man the money he does. Uh, uh, agree to with manage uh, ego. He said agree, agree with me. <laughs> do, uh, agree with me. Or no, I was going to say agree with me or not. In my opinion, you have to at least go out there and try to do something different and see what happens. See you how have the team to. Reacts. You got to adjust. When, you, when things are not working, you have to make adjustments. You have to. You cannot keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Which is why I had began, began to call him Rick Mack. Because that's what Rick Patino, in my opinion, used to do all but the time. But in the long run, if you cost yourself because Derry starts to check out for us this season, how much do you cost yourself? Hey, you know what? Uh, at this see, point, see, then I, you can cost yourself a tournament. Well, run. it's, it's kind of like it's, smart, but Rocky. see, to me, it's, you gotta be smart. Well, see, it's, it's like this VJ King thing because I, I remember last year with VJ King, everybody wanted to coddle VJ King. You know his feelings. Oh well, if you don't start VJ and if you don't give VJ his chances, you know, is he gonna come in? Is he gonna go and play hard? Is he gonna do? I I cannot worry. A guy who's an upperclassman, a guy who's a junior, I cannot worry about your feelings. You cannot get out there and pout. Are you? Do you want to do what this team needs to do to help them win a championship? to help them make a run to the Final Four. And at the end of the day, I don't care if it's Darius Perry. I don't care if it's Fresh Kimball. Like, I've heard a lot of people say that they thought that Darius should be the guy who starts because of his defensive pressure and intensity. Looking at you, Steve Rummage, even though you talked about Darius Shots. Perry for like several weeks Shots. in a row. But you know what? Steve says, you know what? I love what Darius brings you. And Darius does give you energy. Um, but you know what? Darius is a lot like the Joker. You don't know where you're going to get from him. You know, sometimes he comes in excited and energetic. Other times he's throwing the ball over the backboard. You know, so... I don't know. I don't know what the best question uh, answer is, but I know that David Johnson needs to be one of those two guys. And people that are out there talking about David's defense isn't good enough, this is the first game, last game. He got exposed a little bit. Jose Alvarado, very smart, senior. David goes out there trying to close out, trying to play that high school man-to-man defense. Brother, you're not quick enough to stay in front of elite point guards. You're a bigger guy. Use your size. Use your length. Back off and then close on the shot. If he does that, he'll be fine. But Darius... Our, Darius Fresh, you guys need to go ahead, suck it up, step to the side, and let that young man eat because that young man from Trinity is going to be the key. To I say Louisville you and Haven forward. just fight and get it over with, man. Hey, you know, meet, meet me outside, son. Meet me outside. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, but you know what? Is, is that is that the player's anthem out here? No, no, no. That's uh, J. Rue the Damager. You're playing it. So. Ah, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> hey, you know what? You listen to Derby City Game Day. We got one more. Time flies, man. We got one more segment. We'll be right back. If you want to get promo. in with all that rah, 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 you're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. Yeah. See, look at him. Hey, 8150 is the call in. 3831 uh, is the text line. We'll be back. Derby City Game Day. Hey, we take care of you to the top of the hour coming up at noon. I this is the Derby City game. That's the first joint Biggie was ever on. Hey, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Derby City Game Day, uh, main event sports show coming to you live, man. Uh, it, you know what, fellas? It has been a, a hilarious morning. Uh, just <laughs> the conversations in the break always crack me. We're talking about above the rim for all, all, all my old school basketball movie heads. Yo, old school movie heads. Did y'all see the deleted scene from Boys in the Hood that they put out on Thursday? No. No. Oh, man. It is. Listen. It's an encounter between Doughboy and Furious Styles right before Trey jumps in the car to go with Doughboy to get the guys to kill Ricky. Really? Yes. He came up to the door saying, "Where you got to see it. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah. But it's a very powerful scene all the way to the end. And then it makes the very end of the movie, yeah. as he's sitting on the porch with Trey talking at the end of the movie, yeah. it adds so much to that part of the movie because of the things that he says there when he said they don't know, they don't show, or they just don't care yeah, about what's going that on. That word they, you got to watch it. Yo, it's available out there. They put it out for Throwback Thursday. Uh, really? You know how that's kind of a thing now. Yes, it's a deleted scene. Yeah, I saw it on, um, on 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 Boxed In, as okay. well. But it was a, it was an Instagram post that somebody had shared on there. So, uh, oh, I have to research that. Very yes, nice. indeed. I yes, like indeed. That. And we had a, a caller on the line that we're going to go ahead and take. Caller, what's your name? What's your comment? Hi, uh, Greg. I, I, I was uh, listening to y'all talk a little bit about Jordan. And what I've been noticing, almost charting it even to, to the point, is when he gets a little bit of contact inside, he can't finish. Yes. It's almost zero times that he finishes with contact. You know, he's a finesse player. He's got to toughen up. He's 6'8", he's 6'9", six, six, whatever it is. Uh, and his handles are uh, in traffic. He just loses the ball too much. He's stripped by these smaller guys. And he's got to get stronger. You know, with Griff between uh, junior and senior year, the amount of work he put in to to develop his ball handling, that is off the charts. That's all documented stuff. And if Jordan would do those kind of things, he'd be, he'd be an unbelievable player, man. He, just, he can't finish at the rim unless he's, he's wide open. Uh, Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, I, what, what are you guys thinking about that? No, I, I appreciate the call, Greg. And no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that, um, you know, the fact that I, I think, especially when you're dealing with low post players, people always talk about you got to have a good base. And that's basically the strength in your hips and in your legs and in your thighs. Okay, that's where you gain your base. And, and what Jordan plays very upright because he plays like a smaller player. He plays like a guard. So what happens is he's very uncomfortable in the post. He doesn't use 
use his butt. He doesn't use his hips to really get in to find that good base and to go through the defender. And I think that's the reason why he's always off balance. If you always notice him, he either turns and tries to face, which is a no-no when you're playing in the post in the you know in the beginning, or, or secondly, uh, he's going up and he's flailing towards the basket because he's not using his base to kind of build up his energy before he explodes no, like up the finish. He plays like he plays like a small player. He plays like he's six feet tall. Yes, instead of being six foot eight. But, <laughs> but he's not playing. He's not playing even as a tough six foot guard. He's playing like finesse. A he's, he's a finesse, finesse player. Yes, he's almost like a, a less floppy. Hard. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, the, the the thing that Jordan's got to understand is now that the book is out on him, everybody's going to do this to him. Yeah, they're going to continue to do it. So what he has to do is work on his game and work on getting better at that because I think that can add a lot to his but game. Is it too late in the season? Though, I don't think so. To, I, kind of, to add to add that, that's a whole different skill set. I, I ask him to add. I mean, to, to learn how to back somebody down and to be comfortable doing it. That's an awful lot for the last Look, month and a half need, of a season. He needs to quit running with the guards and, and going and doing and, and taking the the, the uh, you know the shots with uh, Luke Murray and the rest of the guards. He needs to go down there with Mike Peaks, go down there with Enoch and Williams, and just work strictly on low post. Because I'm not worried about his shooting. His shooting, his well, he step back, shoot. he can do all that. But he needs to work on that big man game. And, and I think working on that post-up game would bring so much to it. But I think or, he just has to work on or it. Or this. Or if you want to play like you're a small guard, even though you're not, then work on your handles. See, now that's something that I don't think you can get better at in season. I no. think that you can work on your balance. I think you can work on those types of things. Um, but I, I really so and truly believe he needs year to. of seasoning is what you're saying. With, with his handles, yes. If that's going to be where he, can, uh, you know, where he progresses with his ball handling, that is something that he's going to have to do in the off season. Um, but I d- definitely want to thank Greg for the call. Appreciate that. Um, that that was a, an excellent point. And I think Jordan Warrior is going to be a linchpin. Like I understand, Coach Matt continues to say, "Well, if you're not scoring, then you know I want you to do another thing. Okay, but we need you to score. We need Jordan Warren in that 18 to 20 point range. He needs to be that Which guy. Which needs that threat. Yes. You need that threat of another guy that can score. And that's what Louisville – and it's something that happened last year. They never had the other threat of a score. So, you know, once you kind of slow down Jordan, then you can pretty much bring the team to a grinding halt. And, and, and this I, year's a bit better because you yes. have more balance. Yes. You have guys out there, you know, that can actually score buckets yes. and bunches. But you still need your ultimate threat to reach your ultimate form. But but Haven, I tell you what, I, I like the ultimate form. So that's that's know, a right? Dragon Ball Z reference. That's right, Dragon I Ball like Z. That. You got it. You, <laughs> um, you can't revenge your nerves, but you hey, got Dragon, Dragon, Ball Dragon Ball Z. Man, I you love Goku, man. Team Goku and Dweeb. But um. One thing that I, uh, another spot besides the post up game where I really think that Louisville can get a lot out of it and Jordan Ward himself can get going is the two man game between he and David Johnson. Because you have two perimeter guys with the size, Jordan being 6'8, David Johnson in that 6'5, six, 6'6 six, six range, when they pick and roll, and pick and pop. We saw David Johnson where uh, Jordan Warwick gets the ball on the horn set, gets it on the block, comes up, catches the ball. David Johnson go- does a, a rub, rub screen, dives the basket. Warwick throws it over the top for a dunk. Uh, for David early in that game versus Duke. That type of action, I think, could be very, very beneficial where they start to, you know, do pick and roll, pick and pops. I mean, you got two guards. So so skilled? Yeah, you got two guards over like 6'6. Yes. 
That'll be deadly. Like I think that that's something that Chris Mack has started to play with. I think because David Johnson got in foul trouble on Wednesday night, they really didn't to do get to do much with that. But I think that that two man game between Jordan and David can become a big time part of the offense moving forward. So I'll be very excited um, to get into that. But you know what? I, I know we've been heavy on the basketball. I do want to ask about the <laughs> AFC and NFC championship I'm a, I'm games. Ask about the Pro Bowl. Definitely don't care about the Pro Bowl. Yeah, no, I no. do. I'm going to watch it for the first time in history because Lamar Jackson's playing in it. Yes, I am. I, is the, I'm going to watch because it's football. I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> no, I've never watched it before. I'm watching it. Uh, you know, it, the XFL is coming. Is, is going to get started right after the Super Bowl. So other than the Super Bowl itself, that'll be the next time I watch football. Pro Bowl, I could care less. I lived in Hawaii. I was out there during the Pro Bowl. I got to meet my hero, Charles Woodson, uh, as a rookie who made the Pro Bowl. I was very excited about that. It's about all I care about the Pro Bowl. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah, not I, even I real football. It's the Pro Bowl. Nobody cares. Now, yeah. now if it's like the NBA All-Star game. Oh, absolutely. That's a completely that's a, different story. But that's but. a question I asked somebody yesterday. Is it like the NBA All-Star game? Do they no. have No, no, no. Do they have other events that go oh, on yeah, around do. it? Like what? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, have, they had a quarterback skills competition. Skills well, no, no, competition. I'm, I ain't talking about parties. I'm talking about events that we can watch. <laughs> yeah, they do, but nobody cares. It's like, it's just can y'all tell me what they are? I might want to watch. Well, is yeah, Lamar Jackson in any of them? Yeah, he was in the well, skills competition. Well, he was in the quarterback yeah, was. skills competition. Yeah, I found out about that on, on the news at that night. I didn't know. I'm talking about stuff that, that's still going on that we might be able to still No, catch. they don't really do like an NBA Saturday night in the, for the for the Pro Bowl. They have some events. It's not like an end zone dance kind. No. <laughs> like that. Who can do the cabbage no. patch? The, you know what I mean? No, they, they don't really okay. do anything. I'm just trying to see what I can check Well, that would on. be interesting. Like, if they even had, like, a combine where they had, like, the best athletes in NFL, like, compete against each other for, like, relay no, no, races, no, no, sprint no, stuff. Not like, a combine. Cool. That, no, would, that wouldn't I'm be cool. I'm telling you right now, man, the, the best. I'm talking about fun stuff. No. <laughs> that would not well, be cool. I mean, all the pro sports, the NBA has by far It's hard to do the that in NFL. Like, they got something Kevin Hart can compete in. Like, yeah. like in the NBA. We got to have something fun that people want to watch. Right, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. They have the game, that's it. It's the game. and They can have a pros versus Joe's or something like that. Speed. They could have something. They could. They're just not doing the it. The Pro I Bowl mean, is the worst All-Star game, period. It is. They could do a it lot is. of all stuff. All All-Star games, are, yeah, the Pro Bowl is like the well, worst. They could invite uh, regular people in to see if they, how far they can kick a field goal. I mean, stuff like that. You people know, would watch it. Pass and kick honestly, yeah. honestly, they probably do, but nobody really cares because it's the Pro Bowl. I would like to see the, the like the pros do a punt, pass, and kick. Because Let's like see the, who can do that. Because right. like in the Super Bowl, they have all that stuff set up where you can like punt and pass and kick and all that stuff right. and have the zip line through the city. They have all sorts of stuff, but it's the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Nobody like, no. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty terrible. But l- yeah. let me just ask you guys. Is that what last they week, anymore because they moved it to Orlando <laughs> instead of uh, Hawaii? Yeah. I'll be mad about that. It's like, yeah. what? I mean, Hawaii, that was the best spot Yeah, to have it's it. vacation. It That's all it was. It was, awesome. it was vacation for the players. Like, the players don't want to go to Orlando. No. Like, no. It's terrible. And the people of Hawaii love the Pro Bowl. They, like, trust me, that event was two weeks long worth of events and, and fairs and just so many things going on. I loved it out there uh, on Oahu. Uh, it was an amazing time. Um, those people really celebrated it. I, I don't know why they moved it back to uh, Orlando. It's ridiculous. It's but but let, let me ask you, um, last week, uh, Chiefs-Titans, um, Chiefs come out with a uh, pretty dominant win. The Titans got off to a decently quick start, got up 10 nothing. But then Mahomes goes Mahomes. Uh, gets it done. 49ers pretty much uh, controlled the whole game. Pre- pretty much controlled the game wire to wire over the, the Packers. Just like they did in the regular what, what, season. What did you think about last weekend's game? Two best teams made it to the bowl, just yeah. as, as we thought. And defense wins championships, and uh, San Fran is the best defense. So that's my too early prediction. The Niners look dominant, man. They, they, they look dominant. Let me ask you a question about how many super dominant offenses have we seen 
to only lose to a superior defense. I mean, the only team that I, I can think of. I give you the Denver Broncos and the um, when they play Cam uh, Newton. Yeah, yeah. I also give you the, both the Super Bowls. I mean, we've seen, that, yes. The, the Super Bowls, the Ravens <clears throat> one, that was all defense. Both like of the Ravens offense. championships, the uh, Tampa defense. Bay Buccaneers. I mean, we, we've seen that happen a lot. The only team that had like just a, a super dominant offense where the defense was just all right, uh, I can think of was the Rams. Uh, the yeah, on turf. The, the fighting Dick Vermeils. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the hey, only. Watch that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only uh, you know squad that I can think of. So I mean, Kansas City has a great offense. They have a, a, a very exciting a young quarterback. Defense. They have a, a, an okay defense. Defense play very well against the very one dimensional Titans. Um, I don't know if that's going to work against uh, the 49ers because you know Jimmy G, even though he does not pass it a lot, can. Um, he has Kittle, uh, who you know might be the biggest weapon outside of Gronkowski. Now that he is, uh, you know, no longer in the game, um, I think Kittle might be the most dominant tight end in the game. So, it, it, you know, but you also have Kelsey on the other side as well. I mean, man, maybe look, those two guys. Don't disrespect for. my man Jimmy G. Don't hey. disrespect Garoppolo <laughs> like that. A lot of people want to disrespect Garoppolo and think he's a bum. He, I'm going to tell you this about Garoppolo. <laughs> he would have been an heir apparent. Very aggressive. He would have been an heir apparent. <laughs> To Tom Brady. Actually, Tom Brady, I predict, what I thought would have been like off the team if Garoppolo was still the was still the quarterback. I think they would have cut Brady like maybe a couple years but ago. But you know what's a guarantee? Garoppolo's definitely not a you big dummy because our man Will is going to be coming in with the YBD right now. Yes, indeed, agree. It is about that time. It is indeed about that time. Folks, I say folks, trust me. I know you are as confused as I am. They were winning. Winning, I say. Kansas is winning considerably versus Kansas State, with the clock literally running out. Kansas big man <clears throat> Silvio DeSosa was dribbling out the clock when he had the ball stolen from him by DeWan Gordon of Kansas State. DeSosa chases Gordon down and blocks his shot in a very convincing way. That would have and should have been enough to go along with the win, the blowout win at that. True to Sosa's, you know, he was kind of, you know, humiliated by Gordon. You know, the Sosa's a big man. Showed him up a little bit. Yeah, he was trying to run out the clock, you know. But uh, beyond that, Gordon decides to take the ball down the court and try to make a layup. And the Sosa wasn't having it. So what he do you blocks want, his you shot. Big dummy? You think, okay, I busted his shot. We're blowing them out, and we're winning. The game is over. That should be enough, right? Should be. Not at all. The Sosa proceeds to stand over Gordon as Gordon had fell to the floor, peering down at him in a very intimidating way. Scary. And, folks, this will lead to one of the greatest brawls in college basketball history. Since the what Malice want, in the Palace. Dummy? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Silvio De Sosa, my, my friend, you have been banned from basketball for what, I think 12 games all because you couldn't just accept the win you were winning the and game was over and he picked up a chair and he like his WWE I wasn't Look, I wasn't gonna go there the I wasn't gonna the, go how there how about his teammate that was curb stomping the cheerleader <laughs> well what about that? yeah 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 hold on I wasn't gonna mention the chair I was trying to avoid that purposely but yes he did pick up a foldable stool to try to attack somebody but he didn't hit anybody he that was a real chair he didn't even swing it he you dropped. big dummy that was one of those fake NBA style fights it was a foldable stool that he didn't even swing Congratulations, Sylvia. 
You are. He the called him Sylvia. Dummy. Yeah, we might as well call him Sylvia. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be calling him Sylvia. Hey, you know what, fellas? It's been a great week. You know what, Haven? It's about that time, and like we like to end every show without any struggle. There is no progress. Peace. The views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded! Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com.